0: That line from James Earl Jones means a little bit more since I went to the Field of Dreams on Monday. That's a cool place. Have you ever been there? I haven't. No, I've always
1: kind of wanted to go, but... It's exactly
0: how you picture it. The outfield's a little different because it's like at... I don't even know what it's called now. Is it still Minute Maid Park in Houston, or is it something else? It's something else, but okay. yeah. yeah. It's got that raised... It's kind of going up Okay. in right center. Okay. So no major league... <laughs> Huh, you that's know weird. that's yeah the, the great like the, that was me being me on a playing surface immediately I go out and I'm like well that's wrong right <laughs> that's there's no way they were running uphill into the corn but otherwise said it's, it's exactly how you picture it the house is there they've put a fence around it to keep people out and um, really cool place they had a major league diamond right through a little cornfield connecting the two and that was manned by security who we were warned at the front gate would tackle anyone who tried to get over there.
1: Hmm, why, Even, why?
0: I don't know, because the diamond's done, and it's just sitting there. But they had security.
1: Huh.
0: I don't know why that was. Interesting. So, But kind of a cool thing to do on Labor Day, and I'm yeah. glad I didn't sprain my ankle running the bases or anything like that, because that would have been in the middle of nowhere. So there's that. Um, we're getting to the age, man. I'm telling you, as I sit here with an air cast we're getting to the age where just ran we hurt ourselves random ways just taking the dog out like i was talking to brother love who was texting me and he said i'm waiting for my random injury as well that's what he's telling me and i said yeah like when you sneeze and you throw your back out that stuff is starting to happen as we get older random everyday things you will get hurt by yeah i don't know why that is
1: well but you're old and out of shape, man. I mean, well, that's true. I I did. I've
0: been out of shape though for years.
1: I, I had a an in a little incident the other day on on Thursday is men's league for golf, and on the ninth hole, my second shot, I just caught a little ground, and something shot up into my neck. Ooh! And all day Friday, I could barely move my neck, and I had to <laughs> golf 18 holes on what Saturday. Thankfully, enough Motrin and a few beers on the course sure. on Saturday cleared that up. You have enough things to loosen you know, that up. I can still feel it in there. Yeah. It's not It's not as bad, but it's like I have no idea what that. why that happened. You
0: hit the ground, you jammed your wrist, and it shimmied Something. up your arm and right up to your neck. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. We are... Just delicate flowers, yeah. my man. That's how it works. Welcome into the Intentional Foul. We are a couple of days late this week due to an emergency room trip uh, by yours truly. I had all my homework. I was prepped. I was letting the dog out. I was going to eat, and I was going to come over. Yeah, you seemed pretty fired up on I Monday to do that. I was. You know, you're
1: texting me earlier, like, are we
0: going to do this today? We should ready. probably, you know, we I got was, some stuff going yes. on. Yes, I was ready to go, and then just the bottom dropped out, Yeah. so... It took me about three minutes to navigate your stairs, but that's okay. It'll probably take me longer to go back up. We have a lot to discuss because, as this is going to be released on Thursday, it is the first day of the NFL. Yeah, crazy, man. I'm I'm stoked, and it's going to be in my sports commentary on Thursday. I don't know how long it's going to last. Hopefully it can last a whole season. Hopefully games don't get shut down like baseball and whatever. I'm just happy for football. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, just, I, I am too. I'm. I'm like. Uh, I never get too geeked up for the Thursday night opener, but Sunday I'll be excited. Okay, you know, even tomorrow, though Thursday is uh, a good game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good game, but you know, I, it's not Sunday. I for me, football, NFL is Sunday so to me. Sunday that's, holiday, you know, um, unless it's you know, if the Bears or the Packers are playing on a Thursday or Monday, I'll watch, but. Sunday is the day that kind of just gets right. me. I wake okay. up in the morning, I, I know I know pretty much what my day is going to consist of, which is nothing. <laughs> but e- eating and watching football. Foot. Okay.
0: Yeah. We'll get to the NFL in just a bit. Uh, we'll probably close with uh, some of that uh, on our way out. Give and... our, our picks. Yep, absolutely. I did, did my homework on that uh, for the first time probably in a long time. <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball, we'll touch on that. But we'll start with the NBA, and we will just uh, – closed the coffin on the Bucs season because they um, they lost the series to the Heat 4-1, to and Giannis was out with an ankle injury. I texted you as soon as I heard the news, and you were just kind of, just whatever, rest him, he's done, the yeah. team's done. You yeah. You had, had kind of seen the writing on the wall, and you, again, I go back, had talked about this series from the get-go, hoping they didn't see them in the second round because that was going to be a really big struggle. And that's basically what happened. So um, hot shooting team, I mean, break it down if you want.
1: Well, you hit the, you, I like the analogy with, you know, closing the coffin. I mean, you were kind of hoping after game four with the, with them sneaking out the win with Giannis leaving in the, you know, in the second quarter that, you know, maybe they were going to sit up like the undertaker here and and not, (laughs) not quite die. Sure. Um, that's a a long hill it it is and especially with you know even if Giannis had tried to give it a go last night he was going to be at 60% um, and Miami is too well coached and too well schooled they would have exploited that one way or the other Um, so it it was a tough hill to climb regardless if Giannis played didn't play tried to play the rest of the series to beat that team four in a row with a banged up squad would, would be rough but you know, obviously, you know, in the national media today, the last week really, but especially today, it's kind of been a referendum on the the Bucks team, the organization, Giannis, Budenholzer. Um, yeah, it seems like the ta- – and again, me watching from the outside, the tables turned pretty damn quick well, on the know, whole thing. I was telling my dad this tonight. This is – This is very cyclical of what happens in that league. So you've you've got the Bucs and Giannis who are kind of, they're fun, they're plucky, they're this upstart team. Giannis is growing into a star before your eyes, wins that first MVP last year. And, you know, you got to remember, before last year, Giannis and the Bucs, they hadn't won a playoff series together. So last year was really their first taste of success at all for these guys. So, you kind of excused losing last year. It was, you know, that was kind of a blown opportunity, and it's even worse now looking back on it. But at the time, yeah, blown opportunity, but they're young. Giannis is going to keep getting better. They're going to get there. Well, then this happens where you get pretty much, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you got swept. I mean, you, you got lucky because they let their guard down a little bit when Giannis got hurt in game four and Middleton shot out of his mind and you won the game, but pretty much you got swept. So, Now everybody's looking at it, you know, can Giannis win there? Is Budenholzer the right coach? Does he have enough help? Is Um, he going to leave? Is he going to leave?
0: There was enough of that. Um, It seemed like all the national media also forgot that he's there for another year minimum.
1: Well, yeah, but they like to... They're They're getting a jump start on They like to play amateur GM, which is why none of them are actual GMs, and they think (laughs) that there's this big advantage to trading him now versus waiting a year or whatever and trading him later. Whenever you trade a guy like that, you always end up on the losing end of the trade. Um, you just can't replace people like that in your organization. Um, but, you know, you give Miami credit. This isn't the same Miami team that was the fifth seed all year. Um, you know, Drogic, Bam, uh, Tyler Hero, those guys got inserted into the starting lineup late. They really started playing together. Um, they... Have exactly what the Bucks need, which is really good guard play. That's why they won the series. Um, Bledsoe, Matthews, DiVincenzo, Connaughton, George Hill. Those guys got their asses kicked. Um, the Bucks were exposed as being a, they're a little too big, a little too old, a little too slow. Miami was. Very fast in everything they did offensively is all the movement. The Bucks, if you watch, were constantly chasing. Tra- trailing. Yeah, They're one guy behind. They were not dictating anything, they were constantly in chase mode. Um, and, you know, I mean, Tyler Hero's 20, George Hill's 34. I mean, that's a big difference, man. You're talking about, um, just endurance and, and being able to play through just bumps and bruises and things. Like, being young and, and kind of naive, in a sense, actually helped Miami in this series.
0: So when you have a veteran roster like they had, and you had mentioned uh, over the course of the season that they have the the oldest roster in the NBA, and that's a lot of veteran leadership, when they put that roster together, I guess... Wouldn't you maybe forecast you could run into a team like this and maybe get outplayed or outquicked or however you want to call it? I mean, it, there because because to me there's a point where you need veteran leadership if you got a couple of young guys, but how much of that do you need? It seems like they kind of stockpiled a little bit too much in that regard. Well, I guess what what
1: uh, what happens is a lot of those the veteran guys they tend to be more specialists. Like a guy like Corver, where it's like, he's just there to make threes. Right. That's it. Like, if he ain't making them, you can't play him.
0: But then you need to rotate more because there are only so many
1: specialists you can have on the floor doing a specific thing. But it becomes, it, it in the playoffs in a seven-game series, it becomes a matchup issue. And Miami is the only team in the East that could play that way And exploit the Bucs the way they did. Like, Boston can go small, but Boston um, has really never had an answer for Giannis. Like, even when they had Al Horford, who's a good defensive player, Giannis was constantly getting 35 and 15 on them. They just don't have an answer for him. And Toronto, their best lineup is still playing two big guys in Gasol and Ibaka, so they're not overly quick either. Miami just, their big guy is Bam who's a 23-year-old gazelle. So he's just like Giannis. So there's no advantage athletically there like there is with some of the other teams. And that's where you're kind of seeing Giannis' struggles come to the forefront is for the first seven years of his career, he's just played off talent. He doesn't really know what he's doing yet. Um you know, everybody wants to compare, you know, Richard Jefferson came out and said he's Scottie Pippen right, and he needs that. a Michael Jordan and blah, blah, blah. And But he's not Jordan Kobe. He's not that kind of player where you're just going to give him the ball and he's going to go get you points. Like, that's not who Giannis is. Giannis is, like, more Shaq LeBron-ish where, like, he's a power player. He needs, especially in, like, with Shaq's case, like, Shaq needed somebody to feed him the ball. In a good spot where he could do something, they didn't just throw the ball to Shaq twenty five feet from the basket and say, "All right, dude, back your guy down and shoot a jump hook," because it would have never worked. So Giannis has got to, he's got to expand his game. His free throw shooting was bad Abismal, this year. Right. He's got to be better. He gets fouled way too much. He's got to be, he's got to be hovering around seventy percent. Um, his three point shooting. It's not going to happen. I wish he would stop shooting them, period. Um, he's a below 30% shooter, um, and he takes a lot of bad ones. I just wish that they would kind of get that out of his game, but that's just the era we're in now. Um, it's the 15 to 20-foot game is what he's got to master. Um, the Dirk Nowitzki shots in the in the mid-post um, where you are able to turn around and shoot that fadeaway and at seven feet tall with alien arms, nobody can block your shot. <laughs> and you gotta be able to shoot that at a fifty percent clip. Um he was seven for twenty nine in shots outside the paint in the Miami series. That's less than twenty five percent. That's not good enough. So, um he's gotta everybody's talking right now about what are the Bucks gonna do to keep Giannis and, and rightfully so. I mean that that is the job of the franchise, but Giannis has to take a hard look in the mirror at himself. Um, in the last two series that they've lost, he's averaged about 23 points and 12 rebounds. In the last two regular seasons, he's averaging 30 and 15. So his production is going down significantly when they're playing the better teams. Now, partly is that a supporting cast? Sure. That's, but he hasn't played well.
0: That's what I was going to say. He
1: has not played well.
0: He's got to have also guys to step up around him if, you can't pull the trigger. But on sometimes some
1: stuff. if you're gonna be that guy Oh, I totally get it. You've gotta yep. be able to put the team on your back once in a while in those kind of games in crunch situations and just win the game. And that's where the to me the
0: MVP criticism mm-hmm. well wait a minute, you're the MVP and you can't lead your team farther than whatever. You can't be the guy. Why all of a sudden does your production drop when you get to a specific point? Right. In the season. like You you can't have that.
1: But here's my one caveat to all that criticism with him and even all the things I said that he needs to work on. He's 25, man. At 25, LeBron was losing in Cleveland and getting ready to leave to go to Miami because he hadn't won anything. At 25, Michael Jordan was still three years away from even winning his first title. So it feels like Giannis has been there forever, and I know there's a lot of angst around the contract situation and and how big is the window to win with him. But that stuff kind of all is just going to work itself out anyway. I personally think he's going to stay um, at least short term. He maybe instead of signing the five-year max, maybe he only signs a three-year max and puts a little more pressure on the team. Kind of like what we've seen Durant did when he went to golden state and LeBron did it in Cleveland. Um, Because we don't know what the cap's going to do with the no fan thing, right? That's a huge unknown right now. It sounds like it's going to go down. A lot of
0: organizations are saying it's going to go down for the next year, and then it's going to go back. up. So it
1: may not even make financial sense for Giannis to sign anything this off season if the cap goes down fifteen million Mm dollars, and all of a sudden instead of a two hundred, you know, five year two fifty, it's five year two twenty. Maybe I wait a year until my contract completely expires, and then I re-up when I think the cap goes up because they're going to have fans in the stands. So um, I don't know, man. I We could do this all day. I, I've, I've got more stuff written down here, but, you know.
0: Well, okay, just let me ask you about some of the role players because I my information comes from a lot of fans and or media guys that are following the team that do either radio, print, TV or whatever. Run down the supporting cast, at least, that the guys that were, you know, really kind of the mainstays around him. Middleton, Lopez, Bledsoe. I heard, you know, I saw a lot about Bledsoe had a terrible series, up and down, overpaid, blah, blah, blah. Middleton's got to be the guy if he's an all star and Giannis can't do it. I didn't see a lot of criticism about Lopez um, because, I mean, he just kind of does what. What he does, um, and to, I guess my observation does it well. So I mean, what are, are these other guys fit for him, or do you need different role players? What I mean, you know, be a GM. What do you? What do you do? What do you subtract? What do you add?
1: Now well, that that's those are the tough conversations that they have to have this this off season. I mean, you know, Lopez was second team all defense, right? Probably so was Bledsoe. Yeah, probably could have been first team, but he was second team all defense. He played really, really well in the bubble, and he played really well, I thought, in the playoffs for the most part. Um, You know, when he's giving you nineteen and twelve as your third, as your what you're hoping to be your third guy, that's pretty good. That's pretty good out of him. I'll take that. Um, You know, he's under contract. I think for three more years at about twelve million a year, which isn't bad. They could move him, um, but if you move him, I think you're signaling that the, your defensive scheme no longer works, um, which would be tough, I think, for Budenholzer to admit that because he is very – coaches in general are very stubborn. He's extremely stubborn, and, and that has shown up in these playoff losses. We'll get to that later. But um, I thought Brooks been good. I, I kind of would like to see him back. I thought Middleton um, – you know he struggled a little bit early in the bubble. He had a great regular season, great regular season. Made the All Star team again. Um, really stepped up in that game four against Miami and played well when Giannis went down. They they just asked too much of him in game five. I mean, Miami was double teaming him constantly. He's just not he's not that kind of a guy um, that he's just going to go out you go go out and carry a team and get forty five. That's just asking too much. Um, It'll be hard to move him. He's owed like another 120 over the next four years. It's going to be very hard to move. And, you know, I really don't think those two guys in particular are the problem with, with Giannis. I think those guys fit him pretty well. Problem's in the backcourt for me. Um, Bledsoe's great defender. Second-team all-defense. I think he was first-team last year. Um, but he's such an offensive liability When you've got Giannis on the floor that can't shoot, and then you put Bledsoe out on the floor with him that also can't shoot, it's just so easy to defend. You can sag in the paint so much more. That's where they are able to build that wall to keep Giannis from penetrating. So They need a more dynamic player there, more of a playmaker, somebody that can get into the paint and finish and can also hit some threes and defend their position adequately. I don't think you need an all-league defender there, but somebody that can at least hold their own. I'm not sure who that guy is. Um, At the second guard spot, they might bring Matthews back. I think he's got like a $5 million option, so I wouldn't be shocked if they brought him back. I think their hope was that DiVincenzo was going to grab that spot. I'm not sure he can play there. He's a little small. He's he's a shooting guard in a point guard's body. Which is tough defensively, especially if you're playing next to Bledsoe, who's also really small. So if they got a bigger point guard, maybe you could start DiVincenzo at the two. Um I think um I think has gone. I think Urson's gone. I think Robin Lopez is gone, Corver's gone, Marvin Williams already retired. He retired
0: Corver said he was gonna think about it. I think it. He's, he's probably 39. gonna retire.
1: Uh Sterling Brown's gone. I think the entire bench unit could be remade. Okay. Um the rumor that is floating out is the Chris Paul rumor, we've I saw, talked I about saw that, that on the way over yeah, here. We talked about that. I think even last off season, um, I saw a trade of like Bledsoe, Lopez, Urson, and oh god, I can't remember who the fourth guy was. Nobody, nobody worth much of note for Chris Paul works financially, and then you maybe you throw in some picks. I have no idea why Oklahoma City would want the guys from the bucks that would have to go. So maybe if you did like a three team trade, maybe something could be worked out. Um Bucks would really be on the hook for about 90 million bucks over 2 years with Chris Paul who's 36. Um but you if you're concerned Well, but if you're concerned that Giannis might leave, it might be worth the gamble. But I don't know, man. It, they've got a lot of hard decisions to make because they always talked about how together and how much right. this team really likes each other. Well, that's great, but, but that doesn't necessarily the, win, right? If it's
0: not getting to the finals,
1: you know. Like I just saw a thing today on Twitter that Pat Connaughton paid for the renovation of some old gym in Milwaukee for like kids to play in and stuff. So like, you've got these guys that are doing good things in the, in the community, and, community, yeah. and today the Bucks were—I don't know how to put this without offending somebody—but the Bucks were kind of trying to whitewash their flame out of the playoffs by promoting their social justice stance, which I think is, you know, kind of a wimpy thing to do. I mean, you got your ass kicked. Right. You got your ass kicked. For whatever reason, whether you were distracted, whether you were exposed, whatever, you got your ass kicked. Just own it. That's what I was saying. Don't just don't say. don't give me this, yeah, but you know, we stood up for something. Well that's not what anybody's gonna remember I don't, in fifteen years I don't want a
0: built in excuse. I'm sorry.
1: I they're gonna look no, back right. on basketball reference and they're gonna go, the Bucks were like 60 and or 55 and 8 at 1 point and they got beat in the second round
0: well and that's what i read a stat today that they since the nba expanded their playoffs to the current format it's been 36 or 37 years and in that time they're either the 6th or 7th team as a number 1 seed in the eastern conference not to make the finals mm-hmm.
1: that's a small group it's a small group yeah.
0: I thought that I thought that was a, a very eye opening stat, I guess. And um, it's,
1: it's the third number one seed Budenholzer has coached ooh. that has not made the finals. Ooh. So there's some questions there too. Okay. And All I'm right. not sure Oh, no, that's a good association though. I'm not sure it's a hundred percent he's back. Okay. I think I would I would be surprised if he's not.
0: But you wouldn't be shocked if he... But I
1: wouldn't be I wouldn't fall off my chair if they fired him. It'd be hard to fire him because just of the, I mean, the guy's record is like 115 and 32 in the regular season the last two years. It's ridiculous. Um, but he's not fared well in the playoffs the last two years. He's not adjusted well. He's been out coached. Um So that's another one of those things. You just got to wonder what the hell they're going to do and hope that John Horst and the owners make the right call. The Bucks don't get any calls, though.
0: I was just going to ask because that's pretty much everything that I saw last series and this series on social media, and even even some of the t- stuff I was watching. And I, again, I don't know anything about anything, but I it was just some of those things. I was like, really? I, I don't understand how that's. And then watching at the other end, somebody do the same thing. Well, what? Where? Where was that? Now, yeah. so I mean. I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but where is the, the NBA as an organization and the referees and a small market team success? How does that all correlate, I guess? Is there, is there any relation to any of that when it comes to calls in your mind?
1: I guess without sounding like you're... Well, I think first and foremost, it's typically lean to the super, super star players. More so than the market.
0: Well, then that already shoots a hole in that.
1: But when the market is, like, the smallest market, even if you have a superstar... That trumps that. Maybe it trumps... I mean, I I saw something the other night that just said, Miami, Boston, and the two LA teams are going to be your four conference finalists in a pandemic uh, bubble where you've got a lot of people that have been turned off by the social justice thing and the ratings are down, so maybe let's just get, like the two most famous teams ever in the Lakers and the Celtics, and then another L.A. team in Miami? Maybe it can I don't know. I'll just say this. Giannis gets fouled 75% of the time he goes to the basket. They call 25% of the fouls. Um, He's officiated like Shaq. They act like because he's bigger and stronger than everybody that he doesn't get fouled. He gets fouled all the time. He ain't as thick as
0: Shaq. That's going to lead him to getting
1: hurt. It, it very well could, and that's something the Bucks have complained about a lot over the last year. I've never seen an MVP or a player of Giannis's caliber in the NBA get less calls. Um, I do not believe for a second that Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James are called for the end-of-game foul that Giannis was in Game 2. Um, where he brushed by after the shot was already released, kind of put his hand on I Jimmy other yeah. side, and they called a foul. I mean, I just don't think there's any way those other players get called for that. Um, I now, Giannis don't... was kind of dumb. No, Giannis was stupid for putting himself in the situation yes. because the referees had just blown a call on the other end with on the Middleton three, and this was a makeup call, I believe. Um, so you can't put yourself in that situation, but... I just think that those other guys, that, that's not a call on I them.
0: just don't get how you can have some of these calls at the end of the game, like the phantom foul, then it goes to the league office the next day, it was the right call. I, you've been given 12 hours to review that mm-hmm. and come out with a statement, and now basically you've doubled down on something that's
1: completely horrible. Yeah. And I, I don't get how you retain credibility that way. Well, NBA officiating has never had a lot of credibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, because basketball, what is and what isn't a foul? It's like holding in football. It's right. very subjective. You know, the official definition is you're gaining an advantage on your opponent. Um, well, I mean, sometimes an offensive player will run to the basket, completely throws body into a guy's chest, throw it at the basket, and get an and one. Well, who's gaining the advantage there? Right. But my my thing, like you know, Giannis gets a lot of charges. He led the league in charges this year. And he's going to get some of those. This is the way he plays. He spins a lot. You know, he's doing all these Euro steps. So sometimes he's going to get them. But, like, it's the questionable ones that they call a charge on him that they don't call on other great players. Those guys get the benefit of the doubt. If it's close, it should go to the MVP. That's just kind of how it's always been. Um, But for whatever reason with him, it doesn't seem to go that way. And... Budenholzer, I think, is very weak in that regard. He didn't get one technical foul.
0: Stand up for his guys, you mean. And
1: then after game two, he kind of just shrugged his shoulder, and, his, and he was like, well, we just we disagree. Like, that's not good enough for me. He needs to stand up and say, this is a goddamn MV, two-time MVP of this league, and you're going to call that shit on him at the end of a game? That's bullshit. But that's not what he did. Is he afraid of a fine? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So that's enough buck stuff. I'm, I'm bucked out. I'm let's move on. Okay.
0: Um, as far as the NBA playoffs, uh, Boston trying to close it out against Toronto, uh, tonight they're up three, two Lakers are up two to one on the Rockets and the Clippers are up two to one on the nuggets. I don't
1: see any of those series changing. No, no Boston's going to close it out tonight. So yeah. Okay.
0: And Lakers and Clippers going to, going to win. out. All right. So that is our half hour of NBA talk. Yeah. Uh, today. Let's move on to the Brewers, who won 19 to nothing today in the YouTube Game of the Week against the Tigers. Um, Craig Council very disappointed in Tuesday's effort after the game said, with a day off coming on Thursday, really need to end this Detroit series well, and they went out, they set the franchise record for extra base hits. They had, I think, five homers in the game. Jerko hit two of them and Detroit brought in a position player in the ninth, and then they put up four runs on him just teeing off like they were at batting practice. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. Um, but again, there's that. I mean, they reached their low point after Tuesday, four games below 500. they um, They're third in the central, four back, and just as early as the end of last week or sometime over the weekend, if the playoffs would have started, they would have been in. So they're still a bubble team for the
1: postseason. Believe it or
0: not, yeah, right. Because things are expanding
1: right now. They're like two out, two right. and a half out, something but, like that.
0: I mean, just because it's gone poorly yeah. over the last, you know, four or five days. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Well,
1: they're 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 just so uh, they're so inconsistent, man. I mean, that's why they're nineteen and twenty-two. They're basically a five hundred team. I mean, you can play like you played yesterday, where the manager is like, "This is ridiculous." And then you come out the next day and you score 19 runs and break a franchise record with maybe the worst lineup you've had in a decade. Like, it's just complete inconsistency. And even with the pitching, you know, that hasn't been super stellar. I mean, Woodruff's been a little disappointing his last couple outings out, although Corbin Burns has looked like Nolan Ryan his last two outings. But offensively, man, like, it's just night and day, literally every day. There's just nothing there's nothing you can count on in that lineup except Omar Narvaez sucking. <laughs> I read today I think he's got like he's like in the bottom 2% of hard hit balls in the in the major leagues this year. Well, Nottingham
0: has been I mean, he's like every other guy but at least when he makes contact it's generally solid. They've been waiting for that guy to come up for what? 5 6 years, maybe longer.
1: Was did they get him in the Lucroy deal? I think they
0: did. No, I because I think that they might have had him for a long time, and then they kept adding catchers because he was not yeah. moving fast enough in the system, and they kept blocking. him. Now they finally need him, and I don't know whether he's good enough to stay up um, with Narvaez and Pena. But I, I, I mean, dude's got good hair. He's but.
1: performed at you know at least adequately, right? So that's right.
0: So now you've got a break coming on Thursday, and then you've got the Cubs for three uh, at Miller Park. Um, they DFA'd Smoke. Thank God. He
1: he was awful.
0: Well, there's another one, and, and you and I had talked about, about the building the roster, and somebody put up on Twitter about how you could have had um, Thames and Aguilar for so much less than a couple of pieces that they tried to cobble together to throw it first. Yeah. And why not, I guess? And now we're running another guy. Um, I mean, Vogelbach is going to be the DH. Braun played today, finally. You mean Matt
1: Stairs Jr.? (laughs) As soon as I saw that guy, I thought, holy shit, Matt Stairs is kids in the majors. I think his face is a lot puffier than Matt Stairs. Jesus. People are already
0: drawing Hamilton Porter. Sandlot comparisons for that. But it's, uh, he, it's again, like you put in the notes, third team this year. He was one for, or no, like five for 57 or something like that in 22
1: games with Seattle and Toronto. And he made the all star team last year. Well, somebody has to off that team. I, I get it. And he hit 30 bombs, but you know what? He didn't play in one game that mattered. So great. I don't know. But he's actually
0: done okay. Yeah. It's just hope. Okay. It's one of those things where you hope.
1: Well, he couldn't be worse than he was. Well, he was hitting under true. 100 yes.
0: when they got he him. He was .08.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he could, he had nowhere to go but up.
0: Um, I don't know exactly how long whether that can be sustained. But is I, this what we're going to get in the shortened season. We're just going to try and find somebody yeah. that, that is consistent enough to keep him around for a couple nope. weeks. Yeah. Until it starts to fall off and then you send them to the scrap heap and find somebody else. I mean, is that is that a product of the short season, the no preparation, that kind of stuff? I mean, it, I don't
1: think so. I mean, this was basically – this was all. these guys were all on the roster for the most part in, in March.
0: Woodruff talked about it today when he was interviewing with the clowns on YouTube when he said what's been the most challenging thing this season. It's It's the fact that it's only 60 games. You can't give guys like this time to figure it out. To, to bust out of, you know, whatever funk that they're in because you don't have the time. You need guys who can perform right now. Mm-hmm. So you get guys that are are slumping for two weeks and, sorry, got to try somebody else, see ya. Yeah. It's it's a lot quicker trigger than I think we would see if it were, you know, 162.
1: It is, but I, I still would maintain in 162-game season, this is a at-best 500 baseball team. Oh, no question. You know, at best. Um, I just mean that the moves are happening a lot quicker. For just, sure.
0: Just, just because.
1: For sure. And, you know, it's just, I was, again, talking to my dad tonight. We were both pretty impressed with the season that R.C. is having. Yeah. Um, a
0: kick in the I ass. I will
1: be shocked if he's not traded in the offseason. Because he's going he's gonna to have a, put together a nice season. Fair market and value. And the Brewers are going to go, oh, well, let's go get something for him because he's got a little value. Instead of looking at it and going, well, let's see. We've got, like, 22-year-old Urias at third. We've got, like, 25-year-old R.C. at short. We've got, like, 24-year-old Hira at second. Boy, that's a pretty good infield for the next five years. Let's lock those guys in and play them together. Nope. We're going to have to go try to get some pitcher... Minor league pitcher or something that we've never heard of, and then then we hope he shows up and is halfway decent. <laughs> and Urias has made some plays yeah, at third. He's been, he he had he's like three or four hits again today. He's played pretty well. That's so, a really good
0: point. I, I mean, mean, I
1: was told the other day by a friend that you know Arcia just needed to be pushed, and having Urius there is pushing him, and that's why you're seeing a little bit less of the screw around. Arcia that we've seen the last couple years, and you know part of that's growing up, but also part of it is having your job threatened. I mean, Hernan Perez was not taking his job, you know, where Urias is there to take his job, right? So the pressure's been on him a little bit, and I give the guy credit; he's performed well. He's had a nice season, so you know, I'm sure that I'm sure he won't be a Brewer next year, but um, it'd be kind of cool <laughs> if he was because they could have a pretty interesting, right. and pretty um, dynamic defensive. Mm-hmm. side of the infield over there with him and Urias.
0: Uh, Corbin Burns has turned in two really good outings. Man. He had one against the Indians on Friday, and then he he took a perfect game into the fifth of the sixth, I think, and then somebody laced a, a triple off the wall. They stranded him. Um, but even then after that, he dealt, and I think I think he was out by the seventh, I want to say, yep. something like that. Seven they, innings,
1: one hit, and I think 10 yeah. or 11 Ks, something yeah. like that. no, he
0: was... He was electric. And that's a couple of, and that's one that you and I have talked about before where it's like they tried him in the rotation, didn't work. Tried him in the rotation again, didn't work. Now he's back. And now it's like, okay, you just wait for things to get figured out. And how many of these can you string together? Yeah. Maybe you can get a reliable guy that you don't have to worry about sending down or going to, apparently, he went to some pitching guru or coach or something and spent some considerable time and then they brought him back it's like you hope that that stuff now is done mm-hmm. he's got some shit figured out
1: well this is what they've been waiting for with him right you know and uh if he can become that reliable second starter that takes a lot of pressure off of brandon woodruff um because i can only imagine as as the clear-cut number one like he is that right. every time he goes out there, he probably, and with the offense they have, probably feels like he has to throw a gem. For sure. So if you've got Burns there to kind of be your sidekick, that's huge. Um, I did I read something interesting today that said the Brewers received a lot of offers for Burns last year when he was struggling that were pretty low ball. And obviously they decided to hang on to him because this is kind of what they've envisioned for him. Is to be a reliable frontline, you know, two or three starter. He's not. I don't think he's got the stuff to be an ace, but um, you know, if if you can pencil those two guys at the top of the rotation for the next couple of years on some manageable contracts, you know, maybe now you go out and try to hook a bigger fish to bring into that rotation or or go out and get another bat with some of this money that you didn't spend for sure. You know, if you've got a little bit of the pitching help figured out internally and. You know, you're still hoping with Freddy Peralta that something, something clicks gets there. Something figured out there too. Man, that guy. Some nights he looks great, and other nights he can't get anybody out or get it over the plate. Mm-hmm. So I don't know.
0: Um, but it, I was just looking at the schedule. And it's like, man, between the American League Central and the National League Central, there are teams that can hit, and they can hit bombs. Yeah, like there's a lot of home run hitting teams: Cardinals, Cubs, bombs, Twins, bombs, Tigers. I mean, there aren't very many good White Sox, teams though.
1: There's, there's just, there's not, there are not very many good baseball teams. <laughs> I mean, the Yankees went out and they spent like a gazillion dollars and they're 21 and 21. They're just, Boston's got 15 wins. They're terrible. Like the Nationals won the World Series last year. I think they got the second worst record in the yep. National League. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Uh, and then what the hell? We draw the teams that can all hit four or five homers a game. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, Lou Brock passed away.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to mention earlier it. Earlier
0: this week. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he uh, passed away, I think, Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. was the all-time leading uh, stolen base leader before a guy named Ricky Henderson came yeah. along. But, um, yeah, famous Cardinal. Um, got to stand by his statue down at uh, Bush Stadium. That's cool. So, uh, right. yeah, sad to see him die. Okay. All right, that's enough baseball talk. We move
0: to the NFL, which starts, again, if uh, this is released on Thursday, it starts tonight with the Texans. And the Kansas City Chiefs, both teams in the offseason, most recently for Houston, locked up their quarterbacks to monstrous deals. Um, Rightly so for Mahomes. He's the franchise guy, Super Bowl MVP. Um, Watson certainly seems like he's the guy for Houston as well. I'm looking forward. And it's hard, like you had mentioned, you don't get too hyped up for a Thursday game. I'm excited just because it's the start, and this is this is it's a good game because it's a good yeah. game to watch. You also have to remember it's only one game on exactly. the schedule, right? So you can't get too crazy. Right. And and either team that loses, it's not the end of the season, right? Because it's just one game, and it's a quality opponent on both sides.
1: I think that other quarterback in Texas is happy about this contract that Watson got.
0: There can be so many things happening with the Cowboys that are negative, and I would love. All of them.
1: I Think, Mr. Trubisky's uh, happy about the contracts that these two quarterbacks got, seeing as though that uh, they're both picked after him.
0: I would say play better, and maybe Good you could Jesus. get that. Uh, we'll get to Trubisky in a second, but I mean, any thoughts on on opening night? Just highly anticipated. Glad it's here. Anything? Yeah,
1: you know, I, I'm I'm glad football's here, especially you know with the Bucks losing this week and the Brewers not being um, anything to get too super excited about this season. It's kind of nice to have something new starting. And, uh, you know, like you said, hope that health-wise everything works out. I I think it probably will for the most part. Um, but, no, I, I think uh, Kansas City, they got a chance to, you know, be one of those all-time teams this year, I think. You know, they've really got all of their weapons intact. They got the new kid at running back that they drafted. Um,
0: it's hard not to pick them, but. That's the easy pick, you know, well, yeah, and it's it just it's just too much for me to just say. Well, they're the best team, well, it's so they're hard to they're win it again. It's really I, hard to repeat. Yeah, in that's football. what I mean.
1: So, it's it's a tough one, but I have a feeling that that offense this year could be something, you know, one one of the all timers. Okay. So, all right, let's uh, we start with a couple of divisional matchups
0: for our teams. Um, the Bears are at the Lions, and uh, Trubisky's your starter. That's you said you know you kind of called that, but I would be more interested on how big of a leash, how much rope they're going to give him.
1: I mean, I think by the by the fourth game, he, he it's either sink or swim. Like either he's won the job or he's done. Quarter of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a big enough sample size at that point. Um, you know, if they're one and three, he's done. They're three and one. Maybe you give depending on how his play is. Right. You know, if it's like the old. Erlacher Bears where they're running back freaking block field goals and shit for touchdowns. Maybe that's a little different. <laughs> but if his play is okay, they'll keep him in there because I still think at the end of the day, you know, if they had their way, they would love to see Trubisky have another Pro Bowl year. They win the division, and Ryan Pace can justify giving him a contract. Now, as a Bear fan, I kind of hope that doesn't happen because I think any success this year could just be a little bit of lightning in a bottle. So what? I
0: I don't know. What stat did I see today? If Trubisky throws for over 3,000 yards, he's into
1: third on the all-time
0: Bears list.
1: Well, they haven't had a lot of First, good quarterbacks. I know, there, but
0: still, and he's not that well, great, and he's up to third?
1: Oh well, yeah, and they throw a lot more now, too, but still. <sighs> still? That's not, that's not very impressive. That
0: was just one of my things.
1: Like, but, I mean, look, you know, you're know, you paying Foles good money. Um, I believe he's under contract next year as well. I think it's two years. Yeah, so, um, yeah, if... if and especially if the Bears, I don't know, because I haven't, I just haven't kept up on it that much this year. I don't really know how good the Bears think they're going to be. You know, like last year, I think they thought they were going to be really good. Like going into this year, I'm not sure what the expectations there internally are. Like, do they look at their roster and say, we could maybe sneak into the playoffs if things went well, um, or do they think they should be winning the division? I don't know. If they think they should be winning the division. And you're one and three, or two and two after four. Then I think it's Nick Foles' time. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't think they're going to be that good this year, this is going to be a you know kind of see what we have kind of year. Well, maybe Trubisky gets a little more rope. I don't know.
0: So does that mean you don't you, you don't have a prediction for how they're going to do? Because just because you don't know. I mean,
1: I think they're going to be uh, of the pack. roughly eight and eight team. Okay, I, I just you know, and that's one of those things. You get a couple of breaks. Maybe you're ten and six. You sneak into that seventh wild card. You don't get a couple of breaks. You're five and eleven or six and ten, and you're looking at a top ten pick. I just think they're one of those teams. Okay. Uh,
0: as far as the Packers, they're at Minnesota. It's a big early game. Uh, they're one of their prize defensive end, Daniel Hunter, just went on IR today. Ooh, um, so yeah, and apparently, I was reading some of the some of the stat Packer guys for. Uh, pro football focus that, you know, do nothing but watch tape and, and do analytics and stuff. And Minnesota had a hard time getting to the quarterback last year, and they say the secondary's bad. So now with this guy gone, that is going to be very, very difficult for Minnesota defensively um, against the Packers passing game. Conversely, uh, I don't know how you stop the Vikings and Dalvin Cook on the running game because that's it's, it was so weird last year for for a while the run defense was good and then you faced a couple of teams that absolutely ran through you over you however they
1: committed to the run yeah, yeah
0: and so I mean do they have that playbook what's been done on the defensive end for petton to you know to to fix that i I don't know until
1: we see because this is a this is a game one like okay here it comes. And it should be a pretty good game because both teams basically have the same teams they had last year. Pretty much. At the important spots. Yep. So this should be a game that, even though while it's an early season game, I would expect it to be pretty well played. Um, That Bear-Lion game, Jesus Christ, who knows? (laughs) And I saw something the other day. Somebody had the Lions. I think it was Peter King had the Lions in the playoffs, which I thought, what? What? Yeah, I was like, wow, that's kind of a reach. but Okay. Um It's funny because I had seen something the other day about the Viking defense being one of the best in football. Maybe that was pre Hunter getting hurt.
0: Um, But they got that Ngakwu guy from Jacksonville. So now he's on the other side. They were going to pair him with Hunter. That's
1: a pretty good bookend for your line. Most things I have seen have had Minnesota winning the division. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, again, similar to last year when they played, I think, in week two. it's a really, really big opportunity for the Packers, especially to get a leg up in the division on what's most likely to be the other best team in right. the division. So, nope, for sure. Um,
0: yeah, I, I'll just be curious to see how. And I, I think most people, like, like has been mentioned, I think they, they believe that Green Bay overachieved last year, first year coach, new system. On the other flip side of that, it's well, we only had. Half of our stuff involved now. Everybody's got year two in the system, so it should be a lot smoother. Well, you caught some breaks last year and you won some games you got within one one game of the one win of the Super Bowl. Okay. What does that say for this year? Or did you overachieve and you're going to take a step down, or are you going to be better because it's year two? Those are two sides which I don't know which well, way you, it could go.
1: You could only be better by making the Super Bowl.
0: Right. You know, I mean, that's that's, that's the only that, way you're going to be better. That's
1: the bar that lafleur has got to jump over for well, season number two for him. You, you, so. can, you
0: can have a better record, get the one or the two seed, and then lose on the first game you have on your home You self. could, good,
1: and that would be a step back. Of course it would. You know, so um, talk about your boy Jordan Love. Why? Third string, is that what I heard? Yeah,
0: yep. I apparently people have and this is the this is the stuff that's come out the last couple of weeks and I've seen people pissing and moaning and bitching at beat writers for perpetuating things and really stirring the pot I guess on storylines because it's how how behind and how bad love looked in camp and immediately they jump to well, he's a bust. Well, he made he's the third string behind Boyle. How can he replace Rodgers in 2 years? How can, you know, they have been so wrong on a draft pick? It's like you know he doesn't get reps with all the first teamers when he's a rookie. Like that's how that works. Right. You don't get the dedicated time. You don't get the the time against the number 1 defense. You don't get the one-on-ones with whoever you got to, you, you <laughs> I don't know why this information matters, I guess, because he's a rookie. I guess people were expecting him to come in, guns blazing, beat out Boyle, say, you know, back up, and pushing Rodgers out the door. And now it seems like we are way far away from that. When everybody else says, this is how it works in the league, when you've got an MVP caliber guy at quarterback, you don't have a rookie come in and basically push him around is it a little concerning that maybe he wouldn't look as good as the backup quarterback a guy named Tim Boyle maybe to me um but well I guess when I read some stuff I'll wait to see what happens next year I, I'm not concerned about this year
1: I'm really not yeah I, I wouldn't be too concerned by that because uh, if, if you're I was worried a about fan either Jordan love right now. You got way
0: bigger problems,
1: and and I heard Cowherd was talking about it today in regards to Joe Burrow. He's like Joe Burrow is going to be terrible the first four games of the season. He goes, he's had he had no OTAs. He's probably only got a quarter of the playbook in. He's like, there's no way that he's like they play the Chargers week one. He goes, Bosa is going to be in his ass (laughs) all game long, and he's going to have like he's going to know like seven plays. Right? Like you can't judge these rookie quarterbacks really pretty much at all this year. Well, especially the guys that early get thrown on. to the Wolves. I mean, in by week eight, he might pass Tim Boyle. Honestly, if I were a Packer fan, I wouldn't even want Jordan Love to be the quarterback of this team because if Rodgers were to go down, I don't want to rely on a guy like that with a roster that's kind of built to win right now. Right. Like, at least Boyle, you would think, would be able to be competent Serviceable. for a game. Yes. Like, like Tolzien style. Right. Or if you bring in Jordan Love, that could be Deshaun Kaiser all over again. Right. You have no idea.
0: Yes. The best thing that you can have for that guy right now for the next year, maybe two. Yeah, just watch. Holding a clipboard.
1: Absolutely, man.
0: Wear, wear the headset. Have the clipboard. When Rodgers comes off just and, and they talk with the coach, stick your chin over their shoulders mm-hmm. and make sure you're in on what's going on. Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. That's all you need them to do. That's all. And kick the shit. And when, when you get to be the scout team, right? try to kick the shit out of the first team. That's
0: it. That's all. That that that's all. You so I'm not, the Jordan Love stuff to me has been just insanely stupid. It's just
1: funny how you know if he if he's if he's a third round pick it don't matter. No, but it's because but he's, he's they traded up, up and, and it's their him, first rounder. Yep, and, and that's the shit we talked about after the draft where it's like they made their bet with right. that. They got it. They have to all this outside crap.
0: Well, and and a lot of the magnifying glasses are also being pointed at. At, at Rashawn Gary Because mm-hmm. he's their first round pick from a year ago And they said he had a terrible rookie season And I'm like when did he really get to play Behind either of the Smiths And he was sharing snaps also with Kyler Fackrell who actually had a A decent season Like how are you expect supposed to have a rookie To live up to that Right like, and, and to Gary's admission, he watched his own film. And he's like, I can be better than not that. every
1: first round picks a star, That's man. Right out of the gate. Yeah, or ever. Sometimes, like, sometimes you can pick a guy like A.J. Hawk Fifth, who was just a phenomenal college player. And he's just good. He's going to give you a decade's worth yeah, of work. He's just good. That's it. He's not Lawrence Taylor or Brian Urlacher. Right. But you could do a hell of a lot worse than a eight to ten year linebacker that you can rely on. Right. That's just how it works sometimes. You can't always get a star.
0: All right, let's run down the uh, the first week of games. Um, Seattle and Atlanta, people seem to be talking big about the Seahawks this year. And Well,
1: everybody loves Russell Wilson, so well, that of helps. Of course they do. He's just such a nice guy.
0: <laughs> uh, are the Falcons... Anything to even worry about in that division? Who I don't knows
1: with that team. Man. I just I don't understand. they there might they might be the most annoying. You can't bet on them, right? Yes, they no Way they're they're
0: the Virginia Tech of the oh NFL. God. F- for me, you don't know whether they're good or not. No,
1: they because one week they'll beat somebody good thirty-five to seventeen, and the next week they'll get beat by the shittiest team in the league seventeen to
0: nine. Right, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly. Know, it's right. like what? Uh, Jets and Buffalo. People expect. Good things of the Bills mm-hmm. for the Jets, they do not.
1: Could be the first uh as per first usual. of many uh division title runs for the Bills here, maybe, with New England kind of th- in theory, taking a step back well, with losing Brady.
0: That's the next you got a you got Buffalo trying to unseat him, you got Miami trying to unseat him, and you got the Dolphins at New England week one. Cam Newton wins a starting job, uh is voted a team captain. How do you feel about the Patriots this year? Because I, again, it doesn't matter to me right now because Belichick's still there. They have a veteran quarterback. They still have the same real re- core of a roster. I can't not pick them until
1: something happens. I don't think they're going to be very good. No, uh-uh. losing record or five hundred? Uh, not the playoffs. Okay, I, I don't. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at their schedule, um, but they've had like eight, nine guys opt out for COVID Mm -hmm. Um, you know cam's going into a new system Um, their skill position guys aren't very good I mean Julian Edelman's like 35 years old I mean James White and Sonny Michelle I mean they're they're serviceable but um, yeah I I don't I don't see it I mean Belichick's gonna win a couple games because he's Belichick and and cam can have his moments but I mean I can't I just don't trust Cam Newton. That's if he stays healthy. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I just don't trust him to play 15, 16 games, and now if they're playing that other guy that they have that's backing him up. Jarrett Stidham, yeah, or whatever his I name mean, is. Okay. I don't
0: know. Uh, the Washington football team against mm. the Eagles. I don't think this is. Uh, there's any question no, here. Dwayne Haskins no. is your starter.
1: I think the the the, de- the Deadskins is uh, Joe House on, on Simmons' podcast calls him. I think uh, the Deadskins are gonna be bad i not year. gonna
0: touch that now that Ron Rivera is undergoing chemo but uh,
1: things a- happen anyway
0: <laughs> uh the Raiders really weird to see the LV there know, right? but that's what it is um are they ever gonna take the next step they've got a tough division yeah I mean they got they're not gonna unseat Kansas City and they're all, you know, they're going to play tough against the Chargers and the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a three. We'll get to our predictions. I have those three just kind of beating up on each other while Kansas City's just looking in the rearview mirror. Well, like
1: I just remember last year the Raiders getting blown out a lot. Yeah. So you know, Derek Carr. Eh, I mean, people talk great about him. Yeah,
0: I'm just not. I'm I not mean, buying. I don't know.
1: I just don't think you're going real far with him as your quarterback, yeah. and um. I mean, they got a nice running back in Josh Jacobs, but
0: yeah.
1: beyond that, and not a lot impresses me.
0: New quarterback in Indianapolis, uh, Jacksonville could not have had a worse <laughs> and more questionable off you
1: know, they, they, I don't they, know. They do what they do down what there.
0: Is going is Tom on? Tom Coughlin
1: still involved with them? I don't
0: think so. No. Didn't? Didn't? Is he like? A... He was
1: like one of the one of the front office guys for, for a couple of years. I, I don't know if he's still there or not. But man,
0: um, I don't know. I mean, Indy, I think, obviously wins the game. I just don't know how good the Colts are going to be this year with with Phil.
1: Yeah, he wasn't real good last year. So, I, I don't know. They're paying him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of that team's pretty damn good. So, oh,
0: maybe they'll pick him up. Um, Cleveland and Baltimore, people are expecting the Browns to take another step. Uh, I just can't. They're like the Patriots. I can't bet on Cleveland until I see him actually do something. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: and, and then and Baltimore, you're, and you're still in the, the same division as Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. That's right. It's, you know, it, it's, it's like, that's the problem with some of these teams. It's like, people are like, why aren't the lions any good? It's like, well, they're in the bear Packer Viking division looking I up mean, at everybody. Yeah. I mean, like, that's just how it is. That's how it works. Uh, Baltimore under any pressure to do better
0: than last year in that early exit for the playoffs.
1: Well, I think Lamar's under a lot of pressure to duplicate how good he you know, Mm -hmm. the MVP season, or at least prove it wasn't a fluke. But he's been really bad in his two playoff games. So that's kind of, it's kind of like Giannis with the Bucs. Like, the regular season don't mean anything anymore once you become an MVP. Like, you got to show it in the big time.
0: Chargers at the Bengals. This, uh, as you mentioned, will be a quarterback fiasco because of Burrow getting a start. And they're going with Tyrod
1: Taylor in Los Angeles. Yeah. I, the kid who, from Oregon couldn't beat him out. I know. I would have. I was really. I, I thought that was the that was the one quarterback that was picked for me. Maybe even more than Love, where, where it was kind of like, really? Because we I watched I, him, watched in, him the in the Rose, Rose Bowl. Bowl game. Like I, he he was a nice college player. I didn't think
0: he was like, a top a
1: top ten pick. No, I,
0: I, I didn't I, think so. I didn't, but
1: I didn't see that one. Nope,
0: me neither. So I would have no interest in that game.
1: Lot a lot of running. Yes. From him in college, and yep. he's just one of those guys where it's like, I don't see. You're not like that's you're not, not that Lamar level right. athlete where you can get away with that. It's in the not going to
0: translate. Those, I, those I
1: lanes, them running backs are or those linebackers a little faster, right? You're not playing freaking Cal,
0: right? And and you're a T-bone to them. Yeah, you look delicious. Yeah. when when you get in the open field, that's right. Um, Buccaneers, how good are they going to be against the Saints? How good are they going to be? That's that's one of the that's the game for me. Like, how good is
1: either one? Can New Orleans keep it? Can Tampa Bay move up? I don't know. It's going to be a really good game. It's, I mean, Brady and Breeze on opening Sunday, right? That's a fun one. Yeah. Um, you know, Gronk's back. See what happens there. The
0: environment's not going to be there because of you know everything, but I mean, that's still, I mean, as good a matchup as I think you it can is. Probably football get. though,
1: they always pump in crowd noise anyway, so it. it it might not be as weird as we think, okay. but we'll, we'll see.
0: Uh, Arizona at San Francisco, uh, the Cardinals just locked up Hopkins to a two-year extension. He's there for another four years after this season. I didn't know he was putting up such gaudy numbers since 2013. Mm-hmm. He's big time. And and it's uh, the, the more you look at that trade with the Texans, Arizona fleeced them. Oh uh, Well, yeah. I, 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 I think. Yeah,
1: I mean, they didn't need David Johnson anymore, but... I think if Hopkins can stay healthy this year, because he's been banged up the last few years, I think he has a chance to put up some monster numbers in that offense. Playing on the other side with, from...
0: With Kyler and... Yeah,
1: I mean, you got got uh, Fitzgerald on the other uh, side of you. Um, I think with Kenyon Drake's the running back, like, that offense has got a chance to put up some points. I don't... Know. But I don't, I don't think they beat the Niners no, on the road. No, no. But I got a lot of questions about the 49ers. Do yeah? you?
0: Yeah. Well, just, just about... What they whether they can duplicate? Yeah. Okay. Like what else you got? Well, well, I mean, oh, you're gonna like, get into that in the yeah, predictions. Okay. Yeah. Um, my questions are with Dallas. Okay. Because you have McCarthy there. You've got a quarterback who wants a uh, just a shit ton of money. You got a running back who doesn't really seem healthy, but want or uh, uh, seem happy, but wants the ball all the time and my, my brother-in-law is the resident Cowboys fan, he's not expecting big things at all. But yet I see a lot of people picking them to go really deep into the
1: postseason after they win the division. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that, especially, you know, the people here in Wisconsin, they're thinking about the Cowboys being coached by the Mike McCarthy that coached Green Bay. Mike McCarthy never had a... A skill position player like Zeke. Correct. And I think that that dude is going to have a monster season. Um, I think they're going to score a ton of points because they've got two really good receivers in Gallup and Toomer. And you've got for 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 all of Dak's faults, he can sling it around. I mean, that guy last year when, when they were trailing a lot of those games, he was putting up monster passing numbers. So he can sling the ball around with the best of them. Uh, my question is, can they protect him, and can they stop anybody? Because that was a problem last year. Um, and they've had a hard time beating good teams over the last couple of years. It like, seems like every time the Packers have played them the last three or four years, the Packers beat them. Um, Philadelphia has always beat them. So uh, Dallas has kind of got to get over that. And, 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 you know, maybe having a fresh guy in there in McCarthy, you know, sometimes you get that honeymoon period and you can make that, that – first season run. I'm not saying I think they're a Super Bowl team, but I think they're dangerous.
0: You add C D Lamb to that
1: offense yeah. too who's another another burner. Right. So um, they got a lot of weapons.
0: Rams have seemed to have kind of been lost in the shuffle, I feel like they just they signed Jalen Ramsey to an ungodly amount of money. Um I think that was today. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Five year over a hundred
0: million I believe. I, I mean they've just kind of been been lost with San Francisco and Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether they can jump either one of those um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Pittsburgh at the New York Giants on Monday Night Football for the first game. Eh. Yeah, um, no, I, not, I, I'm
1: not real interested. In no, that and
0: then Tennessee at Denver mm. for the other game.
1: No. I mean, I got a couple fantasy guys playing that night, but okay. that's about it.
0: My biggest interest will be in Herb Street and Fowler calling one of the games.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Because they're finally actually going to use their best team to to actually call call a game so that is the first week of the nfl we are over the hour mark let's get to our nfl predictions for this year which i actually sat down read a couple of things and uh tried to uh
1: do my best oh wow so you went division by division yeah, and yeah, everything. yes wow.
0: i did yes i did Wow! all right um do you want to start you want me to start start it off man all right let's go to the afc east uh I have the Patriots winning. I told you I'm not betting against Belichick. I'm just not. If Newton stays healthy, I just think there's enough left in him, and I just don't think the Bills are going to be as good as people think. I got Buffalo right behind. I got the Dolphins because I just don't think that they're taking that next step and then the Jets at the bottom.
1: Yeah, I got the same order. I just got the top swapped out. Okay. I got Buffalo winning over New England All right. in that
0: division. I, did, I, I didn't pick records or anything. Uh, AFC North, Baltimore still runs that show. Um, Steelers behind. Not sure that they make the postseason Browns be in the seven and nine, eight and eight range, and the the Bengals. Joe Burrow is not going to lead them to a five hundred record. No. let let alone a winning record nope. in his first year.
1: I got the same exact one. Okay,
0: AFC South, uh, the Houston Texans winning the division, and I think it's going to be by a couple of games over the Colts. Uh, I think Indianapolis will be above five hundred. I don't know by how many games. Uh, then the Titans and the Jaguars. I think will win. Maybe two games. I think Jacksonville is probably going to compete with Washington for the worst record, uh, and maybe the Bengals in the league.
1: Yep. So we're the same on that one. Okay.
0: (laughs) AFC West: Chiefs are going to run that, and then I mentioned in the first first uh, what we talked about the first week of games. I have the Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers. I think you could really pick them in any order, and I would be fine with it. Honestly, they could all end up with you know a 7 and 9 record or, or a 6 and 10 because i really don't think one is light years ahead of the other
1: i got broncos charter's raiders okay. 2 3 4 in that order but yeah it, it, i mean it has a chance to be close but i think denver's i think denver's the best team out of those 3 okay um we switch to the nfc eagles
0: cowboys because i just don't know how good they are Giants, and then Washington. Yep,
1: I got same there.
0: Okay, uh, NFC North, I think the Vikings are going to win the division. Uh, I think it's hard for the Packers to um, do what they did last year, so I just don't think that's going to happen. Then the Bears, then the Lions. Yep, I got same there. Okay. Uh, NFC South, this is exciting. Saints, Buccaneers, Falcons, and Panthers. I think the Bucs are going to be right behind New Orleans. I think New Orleans goes back maybe maybe a little bit. But the Bucks go up a little bit, and that gap kind of closes uh, closer than people think. Falcons and Panthers are on the outside looking in.
1: Yep, I got say same again.
0: <laughs> and NFC West, I have the Seahawks beating the Niners. Again, I think it's outside of the Chiefs. I think it's going to be really hard for San Francisco to do what they did last year. And I think Seattle finally actually shows up this year and lives up to people's expectations, followed by the Rams after San Francisco and then the Cardinals
1: at the bottom. Okay, here's our big difference. Okay. I got Seattle winning the division. Okay, then I got the Rams. Ooh, then I got the Cardinals. Ooh, then wow! I got the Niners. Getting Look at lives. you. Yeah. So, Super okay. Bowl loser hangover. All right. Uh, Jamie Garoppolo isn't very good. Okay, they're not. Raheem Mostert is not that guy. All right, and I think their defense is going to regress, and they're going to have some injuries. Um, that they can't replace. That's they they had everything. They were lo- they were a lot like the Packers last year. They had everything kind of go right for them. The NFC wasn't super strong no. last year. Um, I think it's much better this year than it was last year. Yeah, I I, I just oh, I, I'm not a buyer on that team. That's a lot to go I'm wrong not, in they, one. They year. blew the Super Bowl. Yeah. Remember what happened when Atlanta yeah. blew the yes. Super Bowl? They still haven't recovered from that. So, yeah, I am I think okay. that team is going to struggle.
0: All right, so AFC playoffs, I have your division winners as New England, Baltimore, Houston, and Kansas City. And then you had to add an extra wild card team, which I totally forgot about until you reminded me when I first got here. But it was a really easy add. Um, so
1: we got one difference on the, on the division champs. You got the Patriots. I got correct, the Bills. Correct.
0: I have the Bills getting in as a wild card. I have Pittsburgh getting in as a wild card. And I have Indy. Uh, Sneaking in there as well.
1: Yep, I have the same except I have Denver as my third wild card,
0: not the Patriots making the playoffs. They're out. Um, AFC title game. I have Houston against the Chiefs, so a rematch of Thursday's opening, and then I have Kansas City going to the Super Bowl.
1: Chiefs, Ravens. Okay, Chiefs in the Super Bowl.
0: All right. NFC playoff picture. Your division winners are Seattle, the Saints, the Vikings, and the Eagles. Yep. Wild card teams getting in. I have the Niners, I have the Packers, and I have the Cowboys. They were my late ad. I kind of didn't know whether they were going to get in or not. Um, title game, Seattle and San Francisco with the Seahawks going to the Super Bowl, which is wow, painful for me to say.
1: So I've got the four division winners, Philly, Minnie, New Orleans, Seattle. My Good. wild card, Dallas, Tampa, the Rams. Okay. And the NFC title game. I have Seattle, Tampa. My my Super Bowl is KC, Tampa,
0: Ooh, and Kansas City. The
1: official passing of the torch.
0: Wow, Brady gives it to Brady Mahomes. gives
1: it to Mahomes. Mahomes rides off as a back to back winner, second MVP of the Super Bowl, second MVP in the regular season. I think the Chiefs repeat. Well, yeah, I
0: have the Seahawks beating the Chiefs. Wow.
1: Did you throw up when you wrote this?
0: A little bit. Yeah? It was very hard for me to type that on my phone. <laughs> God, It was. But I just, I don't know. Something about it, I don't like following a lot of pundits, but I don't know. Something just feels right about Seattle this year. I don't know why. And I, and I know they always have problems with teams like the Cardinals and teams that they should just absolutely stomp to death. But I just feel like this is the year they kind of put it together.
1: I kind of re- actually, in real life, think that the Patriots are going to go or that the Buccaneers are going to go like nine and seven. But I have them in the Super Bowl for our picks, just just cause. That's but that's what I. That's why I couldn't put them in there. Brady. Like it has to end at some point. And it like does. all this stuff about Gronk, like dude, Gronk couldn't even get through a season two years ago. Right. And now he's like half his size and two years older. Yep. He hasn't played. I I I don't know, man. I. I I'm not sure. They got they got nice wide receivers, but
0: I'm just excited that that honestly football is here and and like thinking about this like how was it looking at at fantasy stuff? Did that kind of get you primed for the season? It did. It
1: helped a ton. Helped a ton. L- like
0: figuring out who's going to do what, who's what. on what
1: teams, right. and you know like I didn't get much into the defenses, but offensively, yeah, you kind of figure out like what little units are going to be be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, well,
0: I'm. I'm excited that football's and I again I don't know how long this is going to last I think over the last period of of covid testing they had one player test positive now you're going to start traveling I don't know whether that's going to hold up I just hope that beyond hope that we can get that we can get some football going major colleges start playing this weekend too you know it's not the Navy BYU game that was a 50-point blowout. Was it? Oh, my God. BYU ran all over them. It was so ugly. So, hopefully, we'll get some... The the COVID bowl. SEC and ACC and Big 12 teams out here, because I I can't do any more of that. I Uh,
1: did hear an interesting little comment today about the Big 10, and I think we touched on it last week, but... Uh, Mike Heller, who works up mm-hmm. in Madison, said, and he was, he's like, I'm not even trying to be political about this. He goes, but the worst thing that happened to Big Ten football was Trump coming out and saying that he talked to the Big Ten commissioner. And they were a, yard, they were away. a yard away. He yeah. goes, because every every one of these universities is run by a liberal, and they are just not going to do whatever <laughs> Trump says to do. It's probably – that, that, He goes, that pretty much means that they're not, not going to be happen. playing in October. You're going to have to wait until after the election. Because that so we'll you know, apparently that now dictates when I get of to course. watch my football games. Right. So
0: politics now inside of kidding me. how college football operates. That is the intentional follow for this week. We appreciate you listening, downloading, subscribing, and as always, tell your friends we will be back hopefully next week. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. And we will talk to you next time. Go Brewers. Go Bears.